one of the worst forms of punishment someone could inflict on me would be keeping me out of the pulpit for two weeks. One week was enough for me when I was unwell, and so I do thank you for praying for me, but it was a tremendous joy to be back with you on Sunday morning, not only to preach, but for us to consider those great priorities of the church. Prayer and the ministry of the word. What could be more life-giving? What could be more encouraging than thinking seriously and deeply and biblically on those great priorities for the church, prayer and the ministry of the word? And you remember we said, didn't we, that prayer is an admission of helplessness. That to these apostles who only a a few chapters into the book of Acts are well on their way turning the world upside down, they gave themselves to prayer. They gave themselves to prayer. Prayer is a, a discipline of faith, we said. You remember we mentioned, didn't we, that prayer in the same breath says that I can't And it also says, you can, that's why we pray. And then we also said that prayer is the channel through which blessing flows. If you meld helplessness and faith together, you get the pipe through which God's blessing comes. And we've seen that already, haven't we, in in our study of Acts. That's nothing that I just pulled out of the bag on a, on a Sunday morning, that's nothing that I just thought up of because I'm clever or something like that. That's just right there in the book of Acts. Look really quickly at Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Let me, I can read it, it's just one verse. It says, all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his Brothers, that's Acts chapter 1. And then we get to Acts chapter 2. And the blessing is poured out from heaven as the Holy Spirit descends and blesses the church. And that's Acts chapter 4. The apostles, they're released, aren't they? They come back to the church, they pray. The place in which they were praying was shaken and they're given more boldness. To proclaim the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to share just one more point on prayer this evening that I hope and pray will really bless us as we come to pray. And the point is this, prayer conquers the kingdom of darkness. Prayer conquers the kingdom of darkness. Could you think of a more, could you think of a better means by which God would king, conquer the kingdom of darkness than prayer. Prayer king, conquers the kingdom of darkness. Prayer is our battering ram in the invisible realm that demolishes the gates that would oppose the church of Jesus Christ. And it's, it's why we, we've got this pattern in Acts, isn't it? You've got... You've got prayer, and then you've got power, and then you've got persecution. Prayer, power, 
persecution. That is no accident. There is a, a very real reason for that. The persecution comes when the enemy sees God's people pray because prayer is a threat. We don't always see it because so much of what happens five inches above our heads in the invisible realm, but it's real. It's more real than our flesh and our blood. It's the real reality. And there's that saying, isn't there? Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint on his knees. There's a reason that's a great quote. It's because it's true. I came across a quote this uh, earlier today from a pastor who said, prayer is a wartime walkie-talkie, not a domestic intercom. It exists for advancing the mission, not for calling the butler to turn up the thermostat. Not that God is uh, opposed to practical, nitty-gritty daily prayers. He simply wants all of them to relate to the mission of your life, that his name be glorified, that people live for fruitful ministry. He goes on and says, that's why the first petition in the Lord's Prayer is, hallowed be thy name. And the second is, bring your kingdom. And the third is, cause your will to happen here the way the angels do it in heaven. And only now, under this mission, comes the fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. We're in a war. And prayer connects us to the captain that can turn it all around. I know these are really familiar words, but just turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. And I want you to see the connection between prayer and the war that we're in. Ephesians chapter 6. And let's begin reading in verse 13. Paul writes, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. All times, all prayer. Friend, do you think it's a coincidence that prayer is both the hardest and the most crucial work in the world? Do you think that comes from out of nowhere? Do you think it's a coincidence that you never feel more accused than when you're praying? A coincidence that you never feel more distracted than when you're praying. You 
kneel down or you stand or however you do it and five minutes later you ask yourself, where on earth have I just been? We've all been there. Do you think it's a coincidence that you feel more lied to when you pray than at any other time? My friend, there is a reason for that and the reason is prayer conquers the kingdom of darkness and the enemy responds and reacts to your prayer life as one who knows that his time is short. He holds nothing back. And so very practically, what I want to encourage us to not do tonight is underestimate the prayer meeting. Do not underestimate the prayer meeting. And can I also this, say this? Do not understand your prayers at the prayer meeting. It's so easy, isn't it, for us to think, well, we've got eloquent prayers in our church, so why, why would I need to pray? Friend, if you're here, why not pray at a prayer meeting? Now, if you're here and you don't like to pray, I am thrilled that you're here. But I want you to... Connect the image that we just thought about, about this walkie-talkie to this issue of coming to the prayer meeting and choosing maybe perhaps not to pray. Imagine if you were in a, a foxhole and you can see ground level and on the ground level you have bodies strewn all over the place of fallen soldiers who are in your army and then in your hand you've got a walkie-talkie and on the other end of the walkie-talkie is the captain that can send more troops, more ammo, more help, more support. Would you think in that moment, well, someone else is more eloquent than me? So I'll, I'll just let them do it. No, who cares how eloquent you are? You just plead for help. Lord, help me, captain of my salvation. Now, that's sort of the end of my mini preach tonight. But speaking of troops, if you've got the prayer page in front of you, you'll see that under supplication, it just says Michael Ducanel. (laughs) It doesn't say... Pray for Michael Ducanel as he plans to join us from August. It just says Michael Ducanel. And the reason for that is that Michael is at 49% of his funds, which is an amazing amount of money that he's been raising as um, a full-time student. So the total is 91,000 US dollars, 70,000 pounds for two years. And he's about 50% of the way there. But because he's only 50% of the way there, he can't join us in August. And because the two-year program follows the academic course at um, Union Theological, at School of Theology, um, Michael's now planning to be with us from January, which is great. That doesn't make a, a massive difference, does it, to us? So we need to pray for Michael. And we really need to pray that the funds would be there. But my request to you is that you would maybe consider giving to Michael's total. We need troops, don't we? We need more boots on the ground. We need more preachers. We need more prayers. Because we're in a war. And so I really do want to ask you to think about giving. And I really want to ask us to pray for the situation tonight. Now to those of you who have given, please can I say a massive thank you. Not from me, but from Michael to you. 
But there is more to be raised and there's more for us to pray. So let's make that a real matter of prayer tonight. Let me pray for us now and then we'll sing and then we'll come to our time of prayer.